Well, welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real Gerald Quinn, on this 12th of October 2021, episode 787. Um, we are, of course, joined by one Robert Sapp to discuss the latest weekend of NFL football, a week five, and just, you know, it's incredible how fast the season starts, how fast the season's moving. Like, um, yeah, we before you know it, we'll be uh, it'll be Thanksgiving. Uh, Mr. Sapp, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, big weekend for Robert Sapp. It was a it was a um, as far as his sports team goes, it was a major. He he was the the winner. He was a. I, we'll go through our winners or who won the week. I I can make a case for Robert Sapp winning the week. I really could. I, 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 I did. <laughs> he did. He won. <laughs> okay. it was. I'm not. I can't lie. It was a big big weekend um, for Mr. Sapp and his team. We'll get right to it. Um, normally we start with who won the week at the end, but. Listen, there's no question what team or what just group of players won the week, and that is Mr. Sapp's Buffalo Bills. I, I was on my work today, and I actually saw someone with a Bills hat, which is something you do not see all the time. Not the work. Yeah, yeah. They, they, that Bills mafia is coming out. Wow. out. <laughs> We've been in hibernation. Yes, we have. It's been a long time. So, um, the Bills did everything that we said that they needed to do uh, in their victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Of course, I have my thoughts, but they are your team. Give me your thoughts on this just tremendous victory. I I mean, it got to be one of the best regular season victories you've had in in a long time. I was actually going to pass the mic back to you just because it makes me very happy to hear other people talk about the Bills. Um, but that last question is at biggest regular season win in a long time. Um, that's a great question that I had not thought about at all. Um, like when I think about like victories, um, this is so over a regular season game. It doesn't make sense. And it's probably on the equal level of that first Colts win um, from last year in the playoffs. That's probably where I would put this one in terms of like, I was equal parts nervous for both of these games, but needed to see it happen in order to move forward in my fandom and my belief in the team. Um, and so though it was that both of those are like absolute prove it games, but prove it games are the highest order. I can't put it with any of the Super Bowls, of course, not in any of the high, high value playoff games. Um, but um, in terms of regular season, this leapfrogs every single one of them. Yeah, there's there's no question about it. Um, again, I, I I was thoroughly impressed to say the least with the performance, uh, physicality that your defensive line 
just dominated the game. Um, the game plan itself, the uh, just I, just the overall coaching, as far as you know, you go into you go into halftime with the lead, you're in control of the game. You could have been up by more, but you're still in control of the game. And then you have the weather delay for well over an hour. That terrified me. And I'm, sure, I'm sure it did. No, I'm sure it did. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Especially on the road, you're in a, a, a minuscule locker room, visitors' locker room. That is, uh, to say at least, a couple of players had to get out the locker room just to get some air. Um, so that could have went. You know, we've and seen. And it's fine. That's all part of the game. It's, it's all part of the game. No, you're on the road. That's part fine. of the game. That's like you know. The old, so no, the old Boston Guard was you know. Yeah. No. Nope. That's all. That's no, no, no. The visitors' locker room should be. Yep. The worst. They, yep. They always Absolutely. just sit. Yep. Absolutely should be. I had no problems with that. Absolutely. But Which just why that a, delay was just terrifying me. It was just yeah, terrifying me. Just from a psychological standpoint, what could have thrown you off? But the players, you got to get the players, the coaches credit for just, you know, having the team just, hey, we're focused. All you heard during the halftime was, look, guys are locked in. We're not, you know, they're not going to take off their pads, nothing like that. They're just going, you know, get keep loose. Uh, get some snacks or whatever, and go about their business. So that that level of focus and concentration, and that to me, that's just add to the layer of mental toughness that your team showed throughout the course of not only during the game, but but everything leading up to the game as far as the professionalism. And you look, you know, when we look at franchises who um, are losers. It lacks a lot of them. They lack professionalism and mental toughness. That's all. And they're playing them. There are plenty of these franchises that, that are across the NFL. A number of them. So I, from that standpoint, I you couldn't like you gotta give Buffalo all the credit in the world. And they, you know, clearly, clearly, and I'm not stuttering when I say this. Clearly, were the better football team. Period. No doubt about. It. So, um, um, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, yeah, please. That, yeah, I, I want to respond to all of that. Um, so, uh, so as you were talking, a uh, thought popped into my mind. Um, what I was terrified of, and I cannot tell you, like I was out um, with my brother and friends in Atlanta and we we were out, and when that hour when that delay was kicking in, I was like, I tapped my brother and said, "I gotta go, I gotta go." Like I was getting th- that's how nervous I was after that, um, and I was way overconfident after that first quarter, um, uh, leading into second quarter. I was like, "Oh, we're better. I know we're better. Like this is not even this is not even a doubt in my mind." Um, uh, and so um, so so but. The thought that I had was um, what I was way more terrified as you were talking. Um, it really became clear in my mind was not how we were going to react, but I was anticipating a change in game plan from Andy Reid and his coaching staff. Um, and there was none. And then that got me thinking about the Super Bowl. And then I was just thinking, like, you know who may not be great at in-game adjustments is Andy Reid. And this is the same complaint I have about my team, um, where most of the time we're going to come in with a fantastic game plan. 
Right. So everybody's going to be well coached, well prepared, well game plan, all that's going to be there. But when things are thrown for a curve, that's where we fall apart. We're there is very challenging for for my team to change um, mid game. That's what I've noticed. And I was thinking about that with Andy Reid. Um, and so uh, with that being said, um, the thing that I was super impressed by was um, that final drive um, that was just not just a we're better than you and we're just going to put up as many points as possible. That was a we are better than you, but we don't want your offense to ever get this ball back. Like end of the game drive, um, which was super, super impressive because it was on one end very deflating to the Kansas City Chiefs in general um, and also very bolstering for those those inevitable end of the game moments where it would have been more panicky and would have been more rely on Josh Allen to do X, Y, and Z. And instead it was just a, we're going to be super physical with you drive with all of our various players, um, short passes, runs with all the various different running backs, call runs to Josh Allen. And that's just physically taking it out of a team. And that's when you know you're a better team when you can just look across um, the line of you and just say, um, we're just going to physically dominate you. And that is when you know you left, no doubt. And um, you know this about me. One of my favorite things to do, and it's not even with my team, so I don't know what this says about me, is I like to go to the losers' newspapers and their podcasts, everything, just listen for the tone and tenor and not not really like own five teams. I'm talking about playoff losses, big games like this. I just really, really like it. And um, what you were hearing from a lot of the Chiefs fans and even look at their um, their papers and listening to the interviews of the actual players and coaches was this was a, a reckoning game. This game proved all of the things that were haunting the team. And it proved that they were not only no longer number one in the AFC, but man, the Bills exposed everything. So that it now some of those losses don't look like shaky losses by the Chiefs. It looks like the Chiefs were lucky to even be in those games. And so you start really questioning where the Chiefs actually are in the division, and that is absolutely what you want to do if you're a division rival. Make them question everything. Physically dominate them, and then make them question everything about themselves. So, yes, a win. Yeah, I I think that how you won was probably uh, yes. even more so impressive yes. than actual winning. Yes. If you would have like won 38, 35 and the Chiefs yep. come back nope. and the offense gets clicking, nope. Nope. Then, then they're going to say, you know what? We tweak yep. our defense a little bit and then, but we can still score on you at will. And you still, and we had a band order that said we had a couple of, t- we had turnovers and we still almost beat you. Yeah. The fact that you were, the fact that you basically dominated this game from start to finish and didn't let them off the 
off the mat just speaks, you know, speaks to not only where, you know, speaks to where you're at, and it also speaks to where they're at. Two things can be true. So I think it was everything wasn't. that we did hurt. Yes. Everything. Yep. Yep. So it wasn't like it wasn't like stupid Mahomes turnovers, right? No. It no. was like Tyreek Hill making a business decision or worried about the, you know, <laughs> like like that. Um, and then it is real. You want to talk about just a play to jump up, bat that pass up in the air, grab it out of the air, like just out of nowhere. Anyways, that hurt. Yes. They were driving to get back into that game. That hurt. The pick six hurt. Um, and so um, that, like, that's what it, it wasn't to your point. It wasn't just like a bunch of dumb Mahomes decisions. You can blow that off. You could be like that coach. That was that. Those were timely things that happened because of the physicality of the game. Yeah, I, so I'll use this analogy before we move on in terms of the Chiefs. I don't know why. I, I guess I don't know why this analogy popped in my head. Maybe I'm hungry or some, uh, you know, got a sweet tooth from some ice cream. But I don't like fighting my ice cream. I don't. Then the fork back, it, you know, it's you know, it, it's just it, it is it drives me crazy. You want the you want the you want the hot scoop, just at the, just at friendlies scoop. Get them three scoops and. Keep it moving. The Chiefs for the last three years have had the hot scoop, and it's been easy. This year they're going to they're going to be fighting the ice cream. This year, yep. they're going to be fighting the ice cream. They will make the playoffs on sheer talent and the fact that it's an extra playoff spot. But I'd be we talked about this yesterday a little bit. I'd be surprised if they get they will they may not get a home game in the playoffs this year. They may not. That's or at at most one game. Everybody is count. It is. They, they are. They're vulnerable. There's no question about it. Um, you know the defense and all along with the turnovers. I think the turnovers are are definitely fixable. They're, those are that fixable. The defense. I don't know how much how fixable that defense. Like they can get. They can. Or they, they can. They can get better. They can improve. But from a personnel standpoint, they're not going to be able to improve that much dramatically unless they oh. off a midseason trade somehow. But uh, the Chiefs are in for they're, they're going to battle this year. It's, it's going to be they're going they're, they're going it's going to be a struggle. Um, I compared it. I talked to you yesterday. I compared it to I compared them a lot to a, the 2000 Rams. You know, coming off a championship, or even though they would not come off championship last year, but everything leading up to this year had been relatively easy as far as scoring, as far as wins. You know, they jump they pumping out 12 and four, 13 and two, 14 and two, like it's nothing. It's not going to be that type of year this year. It's just not. So I've I've seen enough of the body of work. I think five games is enough to not write write somebody off, but to say you know what they're going they're going to fight week in and week out, and everything most things will be difficult. I mean, here's what I mean. What yesterday's game proved is you just look at the cheat. You look at them for what they are, not for what you remember them being. Right. They're two and three and fourth in their division right now. That's the team that's going to have to fight. Yeah. You yeah. just are. You put yourself in that position. Real or not, um, Detroit, Jacksonville, and we know that they're, they're both two of the worst teams in the league, if not the two worst teams in the league. 
is is it conceivable to you that one of them, if not both of them, go zero and seventeen? Detroit is so bad. They're so bad. And so is Jacksonville. So it's, yeah, but that's what I was going to get to. Yeah, and Jacksonville, you know, with the coaching. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. But they are a bad team. Yeah. We've seen plenty of bad teams be able to scratch out a game. You still, that's still an NFL team. Right. Jacksonville? <laughs> I don't, they don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. No. Um, the, at least, at least the choice I can't imagine the circumstance that Jacksonville wins in. How about that? Right. Like, like, I can't, I don't know. I don't know how they get a victory. With Detroit, I could see where they could get a victory. I could see what's going on with that team. Jacksonville, no clue. Zero clue. Zero clue. Um, maybe if they fire Urban Meyer mid-year within the next few games, and then they get that, you know, excited for a new head coach bump, maybe. But that's all I got for you, real. So Jacksonville, fully expect them to go zero and seventeen. Hey, I, one of these, what I, I'll say is one of these teams is going zero and seventeen. I'll say that one of them is going zero and seventeen. If you made me have to choose, I probably would choose Detroit, only because I think Jacksonville's division is just that bad, like Houston. You know, I I don't know. I can't. They, they both of them are bad. Like I, they're bad though. Oh my god. At least Detroit's been competitive. At least Detroit's been competitive. Yeah. So I, it's you know, you really. It look like an NFL franchise. They Jackson. do. Detroit does look. Like, yes. That's too. that's a great that's a fair point. Jacksonville does not. Jacksonville does not look like an NFL franchise. Nope. It doesn't at all. Uh, Tom Brady had over 400 yards passing, five touchdowns yesterday. 44 years old, is it conceivable that he will be MVP this year in the NFL? Sure, is the answer to that question. Sure, why not? Tom Brady can do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, so that's not the question. The real question is why the Dolphins refuse to not to move off a of man. Because if you play man against Brady the whole game, which they did, um, He's going to destroy you. So if every team plays like the Dolphins did, absolutely Brady's winning MVP. But assuming that some of the teams play differently, it could be a challenge. But also the NFC South, no bueno. He's playing the AFC East down. Um, the schedule's pretty sweet. It the is. schedule's pretty sweet. Yeah. So yeah. um Brady MVP and, they play, and also playing the, they play the, I think they play the NFC East too. Yeah, yeah, they play the NFC East well. Yeah, schedule. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. their schedule sweet. It's oh, sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. So, um, sure, sure. I mean, to me, it'll be a matter, and again, especially with the extra game, uh, we've seen Brady get off to hot starts and kind of fade a bit down the stretch. We see him get off the hot starts and kind of fade a bit down the stretch. So that, I, I say that will be the question.
So we have two teams that are legit Super Bowl contenders. We had two teams that are just to me just powerhouse teams as far as physicality and as far as you know what they do what they have on, on both lines of scrimmage. Uh the LA Chargers over the Cleveland Cavaliers. over the, I said Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, over, wow. Cleveland Cavaliers, jeez. What is the Cavaliers, Mark? Well, you know, the Cavaliers probably will struggle to score 40 points this year. Yeah. But um, so in my opinion, you saw the game of the year with uh, L.A. over Cleveland, 47-42. to 42. This game was just, I mean, you're talking about 41 points in the fourth quarter. You're talking about over 1,000 yards of offense. Offense um, just – it, it, it was it was beautiful to watch. I mean, again, you know how good these two teams are. I was looking forward to this game outside of the Buffalo Kansas City game all week. Um, even going back to last week, and it 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 more than lived up to the billing. I mean, it probably exceeded the billing. I didn't believe that anybody could put forty on Cleveland. Uh, we know the Chargers' defense can be shaky, and Cleveland ran all over them, but. I didn't see anybody like I didn't see anybody this year putting forty plus on the Cleveland Browns, which just just shows you how talented that Charger offense is. Along with they have a a generational quarterback without question. Um, Stefanski uh, took blame as as he should have for how he handled the end of the game. You are up by one point, and you on a for whatever reason uh, on a third and nine. Um, decide to run the ball, which to me, I again made no sense. Uh, especially the fact that they had they only down by one, and they they had timeouts, and it was still, you know, a couple minutes left in the game. So I I didn't understand that 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 play call. That was that 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 play call in the series series of events. Cause to me, he was kind of caught in between of trying to run a clock out as far in, as well as trying to get a first down. He throws the ball on. Um, let me look at the play sequence. I want to get this right. He, because it was bad. Um, he threw the ball on first down. Uh, threw, he uh, ran the ball on first down, threw the ball on second, and then ran the ball on third. So it seemed like he was just caught in in between. Um, again, I to, to, now again to his credit, we see a lot of these coaches. Don't take any responsibility and say this is what this is just the way I called it. He immediately said, you know, this was it was a bad mistake, um, which is new for a Cleveland franchise. But putting that aside, it was just a phenomenal game to watch. Um, these two teams just go at it tit for tat. And again, we said this all year long that these are two teams that don't like these are Super Bowl caliber teams. There's no question about it. These two teams can play and beat anyone. On any any at any time, these these are uh, these are how good this is how great how good the both of these two teams are. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I got. I don't know if I would say different sense from you, but uh, I it's so first first of all, extremely enjoyable game, just an extremely enjoyable game to watch. Um, I think like when 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 I go into analysis mode, what I came away thinking most was I was like, these are two young teams 
the game management and like the decisions about which plays to go after and what type of tag, all of it was very helter skelter. Um, and so it was like two young warrior teams really, really going, going at it. Um, I, I do, these are the teams the, uh, the Patriots used to eat a lot, um, because of the amount of mistakes that they would, they would make. And so I do, I'm, I do wonder, there are some professional football teams out here, um, that, uh, that are, that really mitigate the amount of mistakes their teams make in order to optimize their winning. And so I wonder what that looks like later, later on, but both of these teams have, uh, you know, AFC championship and more aspirations. Absolutely. And talent. Yeah. So for the record, um, the play calling was he ran the ball first down, threw the ball in second and ran the ball in third, which again, still made zero sense uh, um, going down the stretch in, in that, that, second to last possession that Cleveland had. Um, yeah, they, so, yeah, these are two highly talented fit, talented teams physically. But to your point, there is, you know, again, Chargers doing Chargers stuff by missing two extra points. That type of stuff will get you beat. The play calling at the end with Stefanski and the offense, that, stuff, that type of play call will get you beat. So, yeah, they, they are, we know how talented they are. We know that they can play with anybody, they can beat anybody, but they are, like to your point, they are still technical uh, things that, you know, coaching-wise, strategy-wise, that can be cleaned up. But you expect I, that I out too young. They're a little teams. bit more disciplined than they were. Yes. No. That, that, yes, they, that they've all. gone through part of that fire. Um, going to the playoffs, experiencing highs, and then experiencing the low of exiting uh not so much for for uh los angeles chargers i think this is new for both but, of but them. so Even, like i expect them to be a little bit more like helter skelter herky jerky whatever twitchy at the end right. i i was looking for cleveland to be a little bit more poised than they they were in that so that just huh that just a huh Cleveland's still terrifying. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Both of these yeah. teams are terrifying. But yeah. as you say, huh? Huh. Okay. Yep. Something just to follow uh, away. Yeah. Yep. Something to follow away for the, you know, when we get, get to the postseason without question. Uh, here we go. Four and one, but so Green Bay, the Rams, Baltimore are all four and one. But I'm not. We we don't pretend like we are completely sold on any one of those teams. Let's go by game by game real quick. Green Bay twenty five, Cincinnati twenty two. You had this game was a wild game, a wild yeah. ending to say the least. Five. Yeah. I, again, I've never seen anything like this in my life where. You had the kickers missing five between the two kickers. They missed five straight kicks from the fourth quarter into overtime. You had 
McPherson, the Cincinnati kicker, thinking that he actually made the kick and celebrated, which I've, again, I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's celebrating with the with the holder. <laughs> They're like, nah, B, you, you didn't, you actually missed it. Um, Green Bay survives uh, on the road against an up-and-coming talented Cincinnati team, uh, which has some talent. We know it has a, a Pro Bowl and a future All-Pro Cowboy quarterback. Uh, very good game. Green Bay did what it had to do. Uh, we know, you know, Rodgers and Devontae Adams do what they do. Um, I guess, am I being too hard on Green Bay from a standpoint of they have won two? I mean, winning on the road should not be taken for granted. So you go on the road a couple of weeks ago, beat San Francisco, which was undefeated at the time, cross country. You come back two weeks later and beat a pretty good Cincinnati team. Um, I get. Am I like? Am I being too hard on Green Bay, or based on expectations? Hey, uh, there you go. That's what it, it is. Just we've seen this before. The they're at it. I mean, look, and it's no. There's every franchise wants to get to this point. The expectation is that during the Super Bowl. So it's like, yep, they're doing. They're four and one. They should be four and one. If you are going to get to the place they want to get to, then you have to be really good in the regular season. Peyton Manning got to that point. Um, Tom Brady got to that point. You know, the greats get to that point. Yep. Yes, Green Bay, you should beat Cincinnati. Period. Yep. And especially after you get three chances to do it, yeah, you should, you should somehow get it done after giving it away over and over and over again. So it's like they should be doing this, and the way that they're doing it is skeptical. So, I, yeah, they get a shrug. They get a shrug from me, like, yep, you beat Cincinnati. It's actually more about Cincinnati learning how to win in the NFL than it was about how good Green Bay was because they actually weren't fantastic. No. Um. Thursday night, saw the Rams take out Seattle, 26-17. Um, I understand they had a big, big second half. Um, but, again, the big story in this game, of course, is Russell Wilson being, you know, getting hurt in his thumb, hitting, uh, I think, Aaron Donald's hand, uh, being out four to, eight, uh, four to eight weeks. Again, the Rams did just enough. Yep. Uh, to get by a road, you certainly won't give back a road win in a division. But um, considering that you have uh, Geno Smith entering the game, game if you you have super aspirations, that game probably should not have been that hard. I, they did exactly what they should have done. Yes, when the game. was an injury or not. Yep, and um. Division game rival, so you know those games are always quirky and ugly. But you learn nothing about the Rams' capabilities in this game no. at all. So, what I thought about them last week, which was second in the division and probably the wild card spot, um, is exactly what I still think about them this week. 
And finally, Baltimore, uh, 31-25 over Indianapolis in overtime, a game that if you're an Indianapolis fan, I, I'm sure you didn't sleep uh, last night because that's how t- <laughs> you had no business. I mean, no business losing that game uh, considering the way it was going. And, I mean, Baltimore looked dead in the water. You get a field goal blocked. You miss a field goal. Um, and you just, again, your quarterback plays great. I mean, Wentz played one of his best games he's played in about three or four years. Uh, you have over 500 yards of offense. Um, that was a game that just, uh, again, that was a killer for Indianapolis. And that, that would have been a big win. Indianapolis, basically, that division is so bad. Indianapolis could still win that division. That's how bad the division is. Mm-hmm. Not, don't be surprised. The schedule is about to soften up. Um, uh, coming in the in, in the in the coming weeks, they played a brutal schedule to begin with. Um, but that 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 was that's a tough one. That was a hard one. Uh, it's a tough field to swallow if you're a Colts fan. Big story of this game, without question, was Lamar Jackson. I thought 37 43, 442, four touchdowns. I thought it was his best performance, uh, frankly, of his career. To be honest with you, I've never seen him throw the ball better. Uh, I know he he's had some great running games, games where he's rushed over 100 yards and multiple touchdowns. But as far as him throwing, dropping back and throwing the ball, he's never in his life uh, as a pro throwing the ball better last night. He made every big play known to mankind. Um, he was phenomenal last night, to say the least. Uh, what were your thoughts on his performance? Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. Um, Indy's defense, I don't know what happened to that defense. Yeah. They're yeah. bad. Like, yeah. they're really Both bad. defenses are bad. Baltimore's yeah. bad, too, because Indy have um, to go up and down the field the way they did. They now, the board. now, so Lamar looked comfortable in the pocket and performed as if he was comfortable in the pocket. Uh, yeah, it's it, you're going to have to have a for real NFL defense to <laughs> give him props, and that was – I don't know what Indy was happening. I don't know. They they just decided not to play defense yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was it was impressive. It was impressive. He had a field day. No, he like it gets to a point to your point. Yeah, he threw the ball all over the place, but it gets to a point oh, to where everything was open. Everything. Yeah, no, every everything and everybody was open. Um, that guy, tight end Andrews, you, you might yeah. want to might want to check him. Yeah, you might. You might yeah. <laughs> yep, no, they didn't like the, they didn't like defending the middle of the field. They didn't like that. Uh, they just they just seeded, seeded that to them. You can't hurt oh, us in the middle. Oh man, and Andrews is a good player. He's a very good player. I'm not yeah, trying, absolutely. But, but geez, he looks. He like, do better play when you leave him wide open. Yes, yeah. My goodness, he looked like uh, yep. Ozzy Newsom last night. My goodness. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, those three teams, listen, all right, I'll ask you this. Which one of those three teams do you have the most confidence in moving forward, Green Bay, the Rams, or Baltimore, to make a run? The obvious answer is Green Bay. Right. But I I choose Baltimore. Why? I think their physical style and the um, sheer – magnitude of Lamar Jackson's ability to impact the game gives them the best chance to, to do um, stunners 
on their playoff run. So you believe, you, believe, you believe Lamar's taking a step up. You believe he's taking a, a like a, a like I believe a, a he is as confident in that offense and that offense runs as best it possibly can the way he's playing playing right now. The only step now is to get him better skill position players. That's yeah. the next level. He had he he and his office has grown to mastery level. Yes, that I do know. Because you can see in his performance. That's why he's such a comfortable passer because he understands the offense completely. Yes. Completely. It's his offense, 100%. No question. No, no question about it. All right, we go to biggest disappointments, and there there were we we had people and teams fighting over this category. There were people I initially I had two. Yep. But uh, a couple others, a couple others said, you know what? Bro, yeah, we want to join your list. Um, battle. Well, let's begin with the obvious one. Begin with the I obvious one. I can go first if you want me to. Yeah, John Gruden. Go, give me a talk. No, well, I, here's how I do it. Here's how I do it to give you plenty of space to go on John Gruden because I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist once I get started. No, go so ahead. The go way ahead. that I'm looking at this is I'm going to like rank them. And so for right now, I'm going to scratch off NFL kickers because that was at least normal. That was like you know, you normal football, yeah, football thing. Yeah. Um, and then um, after that, then I'll go to, uh, man, see, this is the battle. I think, I, I think after that, I'll go Dan Campbell um, because as much as it was hilarious that he was crying, he was at least crying over football related stuff. Yes. Um, with Jacksonville, which will be next, it's not football related stuff. Cause my brother, no, 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 no. That it was you. I asked the question. That was the 0-16. It's I can't imagine how they went without firing um Urban Meyer. And it doesn't seem like the team wants to do that right now. So it's not football related, but it directly impacts their ability to win. That one at least makes sense. John Gruden. Now that makes no sense to me unless something else is going on. But I'll I'll leave the runway to you. And just fill in. All right, so I'll, I'll get to the Gruden. Uh, go directly to Gruden. So Gruden, of course, is out as Vegas coach. Uh, he fought. He, he fell on the sword. Um, you, we heard about last week uh, the email that came out when he just when he was talking about Demar Smith. You know, made a derogatory comments with about Demar Smith's lips, and he thought. That um, I didn't think initially that uh, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think he would be fired. Then you hear over the weekend rumblings that there were multiple and countless emails that that this transpired. Not this wasn't just one email. That this was going on. Him sending these emails over a seven year period, 2011 to 2018 a lot of them going to his you know former colleague 
Bruce Allen, who, of course, you know, worked with the Washington football team for a number of years, but also knew, knew uh, worked with John Gruden back in the old Tampa, Tampa Bay days. Um, so Gruden, so he covered all the bases of offending everybody, whereas race, uh, you know, misogyny and, you know, homophobic, homophobia. He covered, he, he checked all those boxes. So here's the thing about it. And of course, we know in 2021, old emails and stuff can will get you up out of here quickly. Um, I want the audience to not be fooled by any stretch, not pat the NFL on the back for this. The NFL could give a shit about race, about some of the stuff that Gruen said. It's not even about that. It's about the fact that they... They, you, Gruden just happened to be there and they just felt they allowed, he allowed them to, he allowed them to use him per se as somebody who can say, hey, we don't tolerate this. So we're going to kind of make an example of this from that standpoint. Now, I'm not resolving Gruden by any such imagination. Gruden got exactly what he fucking deserved, period, period. Um, but I don't want anybody to think that the, the pat of the NFL on the back. For uh, for the action uh, that it took. Now again, it didn't take any official action, but you know we there was stuff. There were reports coming out that the NFL was going to continue to leak these emails until Bruton was pushed out by by one Mark Davis, uh, the owner of the uh, Los Las Vegas Raiders. Um, again, Bruton got exactly what he deserved. Um, it may again. Here's the thing too. Also, another point, a second point too about it. Gruden sending these emails out just lets you know, and this is my opinion. Uh, I don't normally do conspiracy theories, but it's not, it's not even conspiracy theories. This is just a straight opinion. I don't think Gruden, when he was sending these emails over the course of the seven-year period, believed he ever was going to coach an NFL team again. I really don't. Um, because I, I just can't see you sending these emails and, and not thinking that somehow they wouldn't come out or thinking that you would like I, I just don't. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I could easily be giving him too much credit. But I I don't think he ever and I this is my opinion. I don't think he ever envisioned coaching an NFL team because he was out a long time, uh did the Monday night football games for a number of years. But I again I don't my two big points, I my one big point, I don't please don't give the NFL any credit for this. This is something they stumbled into. Uh and by the way, this is a reflection like what came before this is they're investigating a toxic culture from the Washington football team. So that, that kind of, that, those two kind of investigations uh, kind of melt, folded, uh, kind of uh, collided, so to speak. Uh, this was unraveled, part, part of this was unraveled because of that. Don't forget about that. The NFL has not cared, give a shit about toxic cultures when it comes to misogyny or, uh, you know, race and what have you. We can go through, that's, we can do 10 podcasts on that. So that's what I have in terms of John Gruden. I have so much to say about this subject. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So much go ahead. To say about go this ahead. Um, I am going to double down on everything that you said. Double down because we're going to go deep here. It is my firm belief in this. And again, I have no proof, but whatever. It is my firm belief that when Gruden signed 
that 10 year, $10 million contract. No, 100 million. Ever 100 million. Sorry, yeah, 10 million a year, yep. 10 year contract. Sorry, you're right. 100 million total. He never had any thought process of um, thinking about finishing that contract. Because remember, coaches' contracts, unlike players, are completely 100% guaranteed. Uh, And so uh, I think he systematically began to destroy that team because nobody comes in and trades their best player on defense and offense as soon as they get there and try to emotionally cripple their star quarterback. The thing that had stopped Gruden these past couple of years has been that Carr has refused to suck. He just has. And yeah. to cut your quarterback would be way too obvious in what you're trying to do. It is now my belief that Urban Meyer, with all of his histrionics, showed Gruden a way. And so here's where I dive deep with you. Not only do I say the NFL should not be patted on their back, but I do say co co conspirators, I decree. John Cruden and the NFL to be in this in order that he gets what he wants, which is to sit on his ass and collect millions and they get what they want. Someone to fall on a sword for racial diversity, yada, yada, yada. So I double down on what you're saying and say, don't give Gruden any uh, credit in this either. No, no, both of them died at the head. No, yeah, no, I, it, none, I, I, nothing you say would surprise me. Nothing, if, 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 if it were completely true. No, it, it wouldn't. Because the, here's the thing about the NFL. The NFL, what the NFL is great at, they're great at perception, creating heavy perception and light reality. Yep. They're great at that. They are masters of that. Yep. So, yeah. Here's how you know to take any of this seriously. If Gruden loses, if Gruden loses all of that money, I'm wrong. Right. Yep. I'm wrong. Yep. But if it's one of these things like, oh, we'll let the Raiders do an independent investigation. Yep. Or you can't <laughs> exactly. see me. I'm doing all these quotation marks. Yep. Or we'll do an independent investigation. And then the ultimate thing is. He loses, you know, he gets 70% of his remaining salary. It's like, no, no, uh -uh. that wasn't a real investigation. Right. The only thing that you can look at on Gruden's part is um, he's losing sponsors and maybe some uh, jobs that he would have been able to get. He probably would have had to calculate that as part of the game. But if he got the full, which is sixty million, literally he gets sixty million dollars to doing nothing from this point on. Um, he knew he couldn't get sixty million dollars anywhere else. So, no, no. whatever, no. like anything after this is bonus, like money cake. It's it's just it's just cake. So that's the only way. If the NFL refuses to give him him his money, this is real, and I was wrong. If he loses a percentage of money that actually hurts him, meaning he couldn't have made that up in potential employment, then the NFL was real. Anything short of that, then this is BS. 
and they were together on this 100 i i i would not doubt it and i'm telling i'm make i'm going to make a prediction as far as gruden's future gruden will be and this is the world we live in right now gruden will be on on he probably will start a podcast it could be right wing it's coming I was gonna go dancing with the stars first, <laughs> but I like the podcast. I like no, the podcast. He'll be on the podcast. That's, you know the yeah, podcast. No, that's good. That's good. You're right. You're right. We'll have his own podcast, podcast in like in a month. I won't even no. give it too much. I give it a month. No. Yeah, his own podcast. No. So you know, um, this is this is 2021 with the NFL. This is how they move. Um, and again, I, I, when I saw this story, I was not in the least bit fooled by it whatsoever, uh, or, or for that matter, you know, you can't be, uh, or the least bit surprised by it. Here's uh, where the conversation turns immediately. How good a job is that? I mean, listen that that job hasn't been that job hasn't what? been. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that job. I'm sorry. Well, hold on. Think about it. Think about it now. Think about it. You actually get a coach and coaching staff that wants to win? I, I mean, you got a Pro Bowl quarterback. You do got, no, the quarterback can play. Receiver. You got a you new got, stadium. You got talent on defense. You got a new stadium. Yeah. There are worse jobs. I, I, from that standpoint. I don't know, bro. You, you, you find me a better opportunity. Oh, in terms of right now, there, there's yeah. not a better opportunity. No, that's the best job opening right now, without question. That that's yeah, as far as over or as far as even we even, yeah, I've done no cap investigations. No, this is no, looking no, cap. they have talent. No, that team has talent. They have some. They have some players. They have some talent. Um, who was it was? And you're following. And you're following. The one that I immediately thought of was Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, that he would love. I yeah, he would love that. He would. I he would take that job. That'd be a good situation. That would. I, that would be a good look for him. He would take that job today. He would, and he has no question. He would take that job. That yeah. I listen. Yeah, I mean, you, you are immediately. Fo- I mean, you're following a, a you know a joke as far as John Gruden. So you can only go up from that standpoint, from a professionalism and from a standpoint of you again. It's like you know. Yeah, if it's not clear, I mean, I've been on this for years. I know I'll come off as a, a nut, but that's fine. But it, if I have not made it clear, let me make this very clear. I have been of the opinion that John Gruden has never intentionally wanted to win one game with the Raiders. Let me make that perfectly clear. Right. No, I, I listen. There's nothing that I I cannot I can't debate that. Andy, I like. There's no. To me, if you watch them closely, if you follow that scene, to follow the moves, some of the like, I don't see how you can even debate that. Like, somebody, I mean, I mean, somebody gives you a hundred million dollars, ten years guaranteed, ten years, hundred million dollars guaranteed is like, like, like he really had no motivation. Yeah, you know the motivation. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. And I already I like got work hard. hard but, and I already got Super Bowl. We'll ring. get this ten million anyway. Yeah, and I got Super Bowl ring already. Do so. I need to stay late? Yeah. Mm, <laughs> the amount of work will be here tomorrow. And the fact, and the, how much power he he had within the organization. Yeah, like, like come on, this dude was a coach. Basically, was the coach in uh, you know, pseudo. Yeah, final. Yeah, final saying all personnel. Everything. Yes, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you know, 
it, you know, it, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting who who they choose, who they, which direction they go in. I, the enemy would be my first choice if I if I were running the organization, if I were the owner. Uh, to be honest, I agree with that. I, I like him a lot. Um, oh, you you might even answer this already. Uh, who was who would be the first coach fired? I mean, <laughs> that's it. Everybody be us to it, Rudy. Group well, one, yes, Rudy. we are right. Oh, I put him aside. Yeah, he yeah, green that. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, it's gotta be Urban Meyer. Urban it's Meyer, gotta be. yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, yeah. He's begging for it at this point. Just yeah. put him out of his misery. Yeah, no, put him out. Put the players out there in misery. How about that? Yeah, they don't want. He don't really want to be there anymore. And nope. They don't want him there. Nope. So, nobody yeah. wants this. No, nobody. Quite, nobody. Nah, nobody wants this at this point. Um, yeah, I, I like again. That team was a horrible team. Um, but they do have a quarterback that has ability. But what you worry about if you're a Jacksonville fan, all 10 of you, is that your quarterback gets the shit beat out of him and it ruins him mentally. So yeah. that you don't want to see, even with the losing. Losing is losing. All, we've had a number of great quarterbacks, top prospects go through losing seasons. That's that's the NFL. That's just Even the in the best of circumstances, what he's doing now is picking up horrible habits. Oh, yes. Yeah, without question. That another coach is going to have to undo. Yep. So yep. even in the best of circumstances, just like uh, he's picking up the worst. You know, you know, all the worst habits in the world. Because I can imagine, of course, he hears everything times a billion than what we hear. And he's just checked out. Like, this guy's going to be gone in a second. I'm going to be here for an eternity. Um, why am I listening to him? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I'm yeah, not- when I watch that team, I'm just like, it looks like everybody's just playing for themselves. Yeah. No. They, they- that's, a, that's, not a, that's not a professional NFL team out there. No. No. Um, oh, yeah. So, I struggle to see how they're going to win a game. I do. I struggle. Yeah. I, I mean, don't. I can't. Listen, don't, I don't. Let's, let's not be surprised if it, it could be I two. Struggle. It could be two 0 17 teams. I, that would not surprise me. But yeah, Jacksonville is, is, is going to be very hard pressed. Um, and I think Detroit has better personnel, too, all of, uh, when you look at go down the board. Um, I was very impressed with even in a close win. I was very impressed with what Arizona did yesterday. And I know everybody's saying, well, what are you talking about? They only won 17-10. San Francisco's not very good. Uh, you know, Garofalo, Trey, you know, Trey Lance, you know, Trey Lance in the, you know, in the game, they should win. Yeah, they absolutely should win. But I look at the defense and I look at when I'm looking at Super Bowl caliber teams, how many different ways can you win a game? And Kyler Murray was not spectacular yesterday. They didn't have four or 500 yards of offense. But that defense is real. So I, again, one of those performances that might go over under the radar a bit, maybe not as much because they're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the league. But I, I was thoroughly impressed with what Arizona did yesterday without even being spectacular. What are your thoughts? Five and up. That's it. Do, That's I all do you think they're being underrated. Five and up. Yeah. Who's the best team in the league? Arizona. Five Arizona. and up. Five and up. Yeah. This, at this point in time, racking up those wins. No losses, it means everything. Yep. It matters. It matters. This is where it matters. 1-0, and 2-0, 3-0, oh, yeah, not so interested. 4-0, no, oh, no, you start piquing my curiosity. 5-0, oh, I take notice. I'm taking yep. notice. Yep. I'm taking notice. 
Um, they can win any game. Yes. They can win any game. They're not out of any game for any amount of time at all. At all. They're terrifying everywhere. There's no, they're terrifying everywhere. They're an absolute Super Bowl contender. Period. End of sentence. And uh, speaking of that, that, that's a perfect lead into uh, our sneak peek this week for week six. Arizona at Cleveland. What are your early thoughts on this game? Yeah. Uh, what are you going to be looking for? Uh, so the early thoughts, so i answer both of those. The early thoughts are that Arizona wins this game. Um, the immediate, what I'll be looking for is um, which quarterback is able to absorb the other quarterback's punch and continue going back. Because both of these, both quarterbacks have proven it this season and in past seasons that um, not only are they willing to move within the offense, but they excel when things are breaking down around them. Um, and it'll be the one that is willing to make, to to excel the most. Um you know, for the most ABC analysis, you got to give Arizona the benefit in the passing game. Hopkins, Green, Williams. Um, but you definitely have to give Cleveland that that running back backfield as a juggernaut. Um, I think more often than not, they lose their balance as the game gets tighter and tighter. Um, I would love to see them just continue to pound that dominant running game. Um, and so. As always, it'll end up being Arizona's defensive line against Cleveland's offensive line. Yeah, it should be a great matchup in turn because these are both teams that they are yeah. great at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Both of them, like that, they're, they're like they're both excellent offensive lines, both excellent defensive uh, defensive lines. Um, I actually like Cleveland. I think that running game will be the difference. I think they. I, I actually think they will control the clock. Um, in that particular game, um, but I again Arizona. I, again, they've been the best team in the league. I, I would have Kyler Murray as my MVP. To be honest, he's with so you. special. He's so special. Um, he's just yeah, just smooth. Like just, yeah. <laughs> just makes it look easy. Like he really makes it like yeah, like he really makes it look easy and um, and effortless. I think right now he's completing like seventy five percent of his passes. Uh, maybe oh. even higher. Might might be seventy six. Yeah. Yeah, but it's crazy. These, these are not think, these are not thinking dunks either. It's crazy. It's yeah. legit crazy. So like you should not be able to do these two things. You just no, should not be able to. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. All right. To be honest, like, throw accurately off schedule, on schedule, downfield. No, no. And then break a twenty yard run without breaking the sweat. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. No, that's no. no that's he, a third. He's a special player, um, without question. That's why, I mean, like, if you look at these rosters side by side, you probably give Cleveland a slight advantage, but... but no, he, he's a step above so Mayfield. No, he's... Yes, he's, he's, he is. he's just so special. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. It just makes up any of that difference and might even give Arizona a slight edge. Yeah, no. that I mean, he, again, that's he's the ultimate... Like, when you have a quarterback like that, that it, it could just cover up mistakes and just raise is the is the the tide the tide that raises all boats. I mean that's all and, and well, then, Miles Barrett is a beast. Yeah, he is. No, he's but, 
He's Boy, no, he he's, he's having good. like a he's like he's having yeah. like a uh, defensive player of the year type. He's he's kind of, yeah, yeah. If he he's stays scared. he's scared. healthy, yeah, he he's can stay away from my quarterback. Stay away. Start far. <laughs> 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 no, I don't like that. I don't like that. He's terrifying. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Uh, father, you go. Fucking offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, he's no. just throwing them. No, no, it's Ooh. like some old, like, uh, fast times or is my high. Hey, it's that. Just throwing your yeah. office alignment yeah. around. Nope, I'm good. Um, any thoughts on, uh, well, I know you have some thoughts, but a, a couple few thoughts on your Red Sox as they go to back to, to the LCS. I, two back to back, heart wrenching, exciting wins, uh, in yeah, one in extra, well, yeah. one in extra innings and the last one, you know, bottom of the night, yeah. I was talking to another Red Sox fan, and we was trying to go down through the the teams in recent uh, history, um, the championship teams, and uh, we were we were in the nineties when we got to like a team that that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the thing that's probably blowing my mind the most is that. No one on planet Earth, even in Boston, gave this team any type of chance, like any type of chance, like any type of chance. And to be here, like, is it's mind-boggling. It truly, truly is mind-boggling. It's got all of us going back into the season and, like, being like, where was this? Where was this? Where did we miss? What do we all miss? Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling and truly, I truly, and I said this to you, like I truly don't know if as a fan I can handle the Red Sox and the Bills being good at the same time. I don't <laughs> know if I can <laughs> honestly, honestly. Um, because the Red Sox thing doesn't even seem real right now. It really doesn't. Um, I have to keep understanding what's going on there um yeah it's wild it's wild yeah so I, no coherent thoughts right now but it's well no, i'll I mean, have I, no coherence next week here's, a, here's the thing about the red sox and this has been since 04 when they when they started winning yeah. at, a, at a high high level if you want theater and drama that they they're your team like they don't just. This is not about just winning. It's about we gotta go fifteen innings. We gotta get the pinch hit home run. Oh, we gotta get the uh, the bloody sock. Oh, like we man. we do all. You know we gotta win on the road at Yankee Stadium, Game Seven. So they it, whatever will make me the most exhausted. Yes, whatever is gonna bring up the heart rate. They do that. Gonna bring, yes, whatever. whatever that, gonna bring, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> they're gonna do it like they they have a as a team as a franchise the last 17 years they've had a flair for the dramatics and even if you're not a fan of the team just if you're just a sports fan you put them on in the postseason you're gonna see something special you're gonna yeah. see like they you're going to see something that just has you like damn like oh i got i can't stop watching this and i like it so i even more so than i've seen any other team in any other sport in that in during this time period. I can't think of another team. Uh we've had teams that win multiple championships. We had teams that had success, but it, as far as winning and flair for the dramatics and it, I, I there's not been a team in any other sport that's had that combination. Uh like the Red Sox. It just hasn't. Like it, it's it's mind boggling. 
Uh, this kind of reminds me of the two, uh, 2013 mm-hmm. uh, when they kind of came out of nowhere. Like that team wasn't expected to, yeah, to, to dominate. No, no. So I like, yeah, I don't, you know, don't be surprised in, in three weeks the, the Red Sox are holding the, chip, holding the trophy. Just don't. Because this is this is when they get on these rolls, they it the kind of tends to last for a couple rounds. This one is this one's wild. This is wild. this one is wild. No, this would be the most unlike right. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like the run, yes. like the run, the runs. It's like what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, no coherent thought right now. It's just like this is bananas. I could not have foreseen this. I could not have foreseen this. And I like to think of myself as an intelligent sports fan. I could not have seen this. Yeah, I don't I think really this. This, have. I yeah, I just don't think that this 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 goes beyond. Intel. I was one thousand percent okay with the season ending after beating the Yankees. I could not have been oh, this more is great. Oh, this is thrilled great. and excited yeah. with the season. Yeah. It was an absolute success, more than a success. <laughs> I was fine with the blowout that was coming. I was fine with all of that. Totally okay with it. This is wild. Now I don't know how to feel. I truly don't. I truly don't. Yeah. I was not anticipating being in this space. I was uh, not. That I mean, that got to be, listen, when your team, I, I'll say this, and we both, I, like I've had teams win championships, but I don't think I've had a team, well, I think North Carolina in 2017 was kind of, well, they they wasn't unexpected. They were one of the, one of the top, they were one of the top four seeds. I I hadn't had that. I have not had that. Yeah, I'm trying to think a, if one of your final four runs have been more just kind of like oh oh 2000. I'll say when I went yeah, yeah 2000 they were like an AC and they kind of yeah they were like team wasn't very good regular season people were questioning whether or not they should have been in a tournament yeah that that caught me off guard and that was beautiful to watch uh considering that they kind of like over they yeah, overachieved so that was fun that was fun but for the most part. I have not had a team that was not expected to win, and your team is winning when they're not expected to win. That has to be that that, that has to be a great fan feeling as a sports fan, winning when you're not expected to. Because it's one like you know you root for rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille Neal. Uh, eh, you're supposed to win a championship. <laughs> you were expected to win not only multiple championships to say that at that you know, uh, and you know you get. For the most part, my teams have been favored to win. Um, and as the flip side is, when you don't win, when you're favored, 0-4 Lakers, uh, it's, you know, that can just, you know, mess you up. <laughs> so when your team is, I say that to say, when your team wins, when they're not expected to, that that that's the best. It's the, the absolute best. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. When you're winning, when you're not expected, without real heavy expectations, and there, trust me, there was no heavy expectations for this Red Sox team coming to the season. It just wasn't. Uh, yeah, this is a weird one to explain. This really, yeah. this I mean, really, yeah, this is a weird no. one to explain. People still hadn't recovered from the Mookie Betts trade, so, um, no, no. All right, listen. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a way to go in this conversation. That was a that was a choice. Was a choice. But hey, Red Sox Bills, man, enjoy it. You deserve, enjoy enjoy this this utopia of, of winning in sports. It doesn't doesn't come along often. It's, it's fun to be here. I will say. Yes, no, it's good. No, it's good. It's good. No, it's, it, you get no complaints from me. No, 
No, no. All right, man. That's gonna wrap it up. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks again to Robert Sapp for joining the program. We will see him next time. Enjoy your evening, brother. All right, sir. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Yep. As always, uh, thanks to Robert Sapp. We still got a little program left. Uh, one, we'll finish it off with some real thoughts. Um, we already mentioned what happened to Alabama. Alabama went down to Texas A&M. Just a wild weekend of NFL, excuse me, of college football. Had, you know, some great, just some, some fun games to watch. Uh, the Texas-Oklahoma game was was wild. Texas blowing a 21-point lead. Uh, you can't take any pet Big 12 team series far, series as far as the national championship because they don't play in defense. I don't, do, I don't go too crazy about the Bama loss. We've seen Bama lose one game in early in the season and bounce back and win national championships. Uh, it caught me off guard. I I think the, I thought the only team that would beat Alabama would be Georgia. Georgia destroys Auburn. Georgia right now, number one, rightfully so. That defense is scary. Um, great win for Iowa. Tough break for Penn State losing the quarterback. You know, the quarterback doesn't get hurt. I think Penn State probably, probably easily wins that game. But, you know, that's football. Um, Michigan's still playing well. Um, but uh, the main thing is, again, Alabama going down, um, and I again, I, I still think Alabama and Georgia will be will be the two representatives out out the SEC uh, in the playoffs in the playoff the national playoff. I think I still think both those teams will will represent the SEC um, come playoff time. I just I'm not going to discount a Nick Saban Alabama team after one loss. Um, Saturday night uh, was one of the best heavyweight fights that I've seen since you know I want to say the late '90s. Uh, maybe early 2000s with um, when was that that Holyfield, the holy the third Holyfield bow fight. I want to say that third Holyfield bow fight was mid mid to late 90s, maybe some around 97, 95, one of those years. This this this, this Fury Wilder fight was just had everything. Um, third time they met, Fury against the uh, the knockout in the 11th round. And listen, you can say what you want about Deontay Wilder. He did a lot of crying and just a lot of, you know, did a lot of crying and made a lot of excuses after getting his ass kicked the second time by Fury. He came to fight tonight. I mean, he came to fight Saturday, uh, left it all out there. Couldn't fight. You can't fight a better fight if you're Deontay Wilder. It's just the fact that it's just not a good matchup, period. Uh, Tyson Fury is just a far superior boxer. Uh, Tyson Fury is developing into an all-time great, uh, great heavyweight. There's no two ways about it. Um, now again, I've heard and this is what this is this is this is where we just gotta calm down. I've heard the Ali comparisons, a little, a couple Ali comparisons, and like this is where it's just come on, let's, let's just relax, please. Fury is a great fighter. There's no two ways about it. But let's 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 slow down with, with some of those comparisons that I've heard. But uh, these are two behemoths. I mean, you're talking about 6'9", 270, 6'7", 240, 238, 240. Um, and they get, again, this fight was everything and then some out of a heavyweight fight. Uh, a lot of people are going to question the second knockdown in the fourth round by uh, Wilder as far as the slow count. I'll say, you know, Fury got the champion's respect from that standpoint. You got to... You had you. It has to be un. It has to be without question a clear knockout if you want to beat the champion. That that was not the case. But uh, 
outside of that, Fury completely dominated this fight for the most part. Um, he controlled this fight, especially after I would say after the like the sixth from the sixth round on, it was his fight. Um, it was his fight, and there was no two ways about it. Uh, again, great, great fight. Um, I could, I, I always wish I was, you know, at a bar watching it, you know, watched it at home. Um, because I can only imagine the excitement, you know, being in a live place watching that fight. Again, these guys went at it. There was no wasted motion. There was no, you know, trying to um, fill each other out. It was immediate from the from the jump. Uh, give Deontay Wilder a lot of credit. He tried to make adjustments, but the bottom line is, is not. It's just not a good matchup. It's not. I mean, Fury is clearly a better boxer. The thing that keeps Wilder in those in these fights is he has one of the most powerful uh, punches in the history of boxing with that right hand. That right hand is like a a, a, a nuclear missile. I mean, he can it, it, he can you know he can end the fight with one punch. Like it, and it's just that simple. Um, but I don't want to see any more of Wilder or Fury. We've seen enough of that. Um, we'll see what's next for both of those two. But you know, listen, they had that they had the they had the trilogy. You had one fight that went the distance. That was very good, the first one. You had an ass-whooping the second time that went Fury's way, and you had a, the ultimate classic. Enough's enough from that standpoint. But uh, they leave us with one of the great, you know, it'll be one of the great trilogies of this generation as far as the heavyweight division. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of The Real Deal Podcast. Podcast will be up later on this evening. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll see you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.